1: You're listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 115, sponsored by Jim Hanley's Universe, the Netflix, and FooComics.com. there. Welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 115. It's going to be a doozy this week. I am Josh. I'm here with Ron. Hey. And Connor. Hello, sir. what products may we interest you in Uh, ifanboy.com is a website where we talk about comics and all their various glories Uh, we read a bunch of them every week and one of us is tasked with picking the best one uh, and they write a pick of the week uh, review on that website and then we come here and talk about it and the rest of the books of the week and other stuff we want to talk about when Ron isn't like we don't have time and I'm like but I want to talk about it you're like shut up then you edit that out oh yeah I'm, I'm the bad guy you're the bad guy you're always the bad guy in my mind (laughs) <laughs> uh, before we get to the show, we're going to tell you we're talking about the books that came out this past week. So if you haven't read them yet, there's a good chance that we could, we could ruin them for you. And if, you've, uh, if you don't want that, then we wouldn't want that at all either. So come back after you've read them. It will be much more fun then. Um, and I believe we have a, a, a buttload of books. Uh, so there's a little different show this week. There's so many books and we have so much to talk about. We're skipping uh, the voicemail and the email this week. So uh they'll be back we're not we're not abandoning that obviously, which is but, uh, which
2: is really interesting because i don't, for for was did you guys have a heavy week? I had a light week, but it was a quality light week I had about I, ten books yeah i had, I, had I, had, a, I had eight books so yeah I had a
1: medium week but 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 significance wise it was one of those weeks,
2: yes, absolutely <laughs> yeah.
1: so uh Connor, you had the pick this
0: week and and I did not envy you the choice oh it was awful <laughs> I um, – I finished my books. I well, I was reading in the middle of reading the books. So I got to *The Spirit* number twelve, which is the pick of the week by Darwin Cook, and I finished. I put it down and I went, "Oh, that's that's the pick." There's like going could be nothing to rival that. And then the very next book I wrote is *Green Lantern*, *Green Arrow*, and I—I I mean *Green Arrow*, *Black Canary*. And I went, "Oh, damn!" Now what do I do? <laughs> yeah. um, and then I wrote a third book, which is also equally pick-worthy. So I'll, which I'll talk about later. Um, so I literally. When I get to the point where there's two books, I normally put them side by side. I look at them and I think one of them's going to jump out at me and, and really, it's going to be clear. And this time it wasn't, they could easily have been Pick of the Week, either one of those two books. But I decided to go with The Spirit, number 12, because um, they were both emotional books. And this one really, this one really hit hard. It, you really got to know The Spirit and didn't cult, cult a little bit better. Um, and it was the last issue of Darwin Cook's run and it was beautifully drawn and it had some absolutely beautiful pages including the double page t- title spread which is always i was gonna like say when, when i am glad different.
1: that you mentioned that in your review because i got to that and i was like wow that's that's really nice talk
0: about yeah. talk about going out with a bang jeez yeah. i mean I, i'll be honest we've done a year of darwin cook on the spirit and we all love darwin cook we're all big fans of new frontier um there was a point in the middle of this of this run where I kind of lost enthusiasm for it.
2: It was like issue 7 or 8 like around there yeah. like the There's yeah. a
0: couple in a row where I just I they were kind of rote and I didn't really love it as much as I did the first 6 or 5 or whatever. And then I think he really picked it up in the last couple months and the last few issues have been really good. This one was just fantastic. Um it was all it was it was it opens up with one of the main characters we we've, we've we've met throughout the course of the series he's dead and the cult um uh, I'm sorry the spirit can't save his life um and it leads into a murder mystery who killed this guy, but it also leads into a bunch of flashbacks to Denny's childhood because one of the people involved in the murder mystery is his childhood sweetheart person who um, clearly is affecting his life however many years later we are now. It's,
1: it's not even his childhood sweetheart as much as it is like sort of the, the great this, unfulfilled love of his life.
0: Right, the missed, the missed opportunity. Yeah. He's, he's never fully gotten over apparently. And, um, and what was great about that is if you look in the back, it says – Based on the stories Sans Seraph and Bring In Sans Serif by Will Eisner, so basically, the Darwin Cook who's been writing these Will Eisner character has taken two Will Eisner stories and basically put them in the middle of the book. Um, so apparently, the flashbacks were from those, which I've never read. I don't think. I don't think anybody. I don't think you, any of us have read them, have we? No, not not these not stories. I. No, no. So, um, you know, the murder mystery was solid. There was some exciting action. The uh, the whole emotional element to Denny's flashback was was really strong. I felt. I thought the ending was really. Really good and sad, um, kind of. I think this series had to kind of end on a, on a sad note because that's just the way that the spirits character is. I mean, he he's he he's got this sort of cavalier attitude, sort of our George Clooney character, but he's. I think there's a, there's an the element of sadness to him.
1: You know? Yeah, when when alone, he he seems to be much more lamentable than. Yeah. He's just you know, like the, was, the ending.
0: Yeah, the, the ending was perfect, I thought, for the character, and I'm really sad to see the series go, and it was. Really solid top to bottom. The art is just beautiful. Um, the, the, the cues
1: on the flashback, I think the like the the different page style to let you know that you're in a flashback, which yeah, is yep. very reminiscent of that. Um, it made me immediately think of Eisner's work. Um, well, it is, it's the, Eisner
0: layouts. I mean, I've, I haven't read a lot of his work, but I've seen a lot of it, and that's definitely the overlap, right. little panels and everything. And... Oh, beautiful pages,
1: though, but also you instantly know that you're in the past as opposed to the present.
0: Mm-hmm. Well of the lack- too,
1: yeah, but just shape-wise, you're not looking at rectangular panels anymore.
0: Absolutely, yeah. This is just—I mean, this is just solid. We've—we've we've said it so many times talking about Darwin Cook and the spirit that he's—he's such a talented comic book maker. Not just from the art, which is amazing, not just from the writing, which is really great. It's—it's it's everything from the layouts to the storytelling to everything. This is this is comic books at its highest level, and <laughs> uh, it's really—I mean, I'm gonna—I'm gonna check out the next issue with the new creative team. Uh, Sergio Aragones, Mark Evanier and Mike Plug, I believe. Yeah. And um see how that goes. But it's gonna be really, really hard to match the quality that was this last year of Spirit Comics. Yeah. Yeah, this I'm is I'm kind a, of
2: this I mean this is just a twelve issue I mean, yeah, you're right, it wavered a little in the towards the middle, but it was still better than a lot of the stuff that was out there. And just like like Josh mentioned the, the flashbacks and even the last page like the credits page was beautiful, like, beautiful beautiful
0: yeah yeah just it's so he's ridiculously talented yeah. art wise it's yeah. it's not even it's not even fair
2: almost yeah <laughs> well, that's what's really sad about him not being on
1: it because uh, you know I was reading the interview with him and basically like the the editor got got canned so he had to go and then and then the inker j Bone had took another job so he's like well I don't have anyone to play with anymore so I don't want to do it. Right. Right. And that's just
0: so like, oh, yeah. it's not even – it's just the circumstances. Well, it's no. even sadder is if you look at the sales figures. I think it sold around 12,000 copies a month, which is, mm. you know, ridiculous. Yeah. Especially well, we for, did our damn especially best. As, especially <laughs> as everybody, everybody seems to love New Frontier and, you know – but it, it just comes down to it is if it's not a mainstream superhero.
2: Well, yeah. Well, yeah. The thing is, is that they, is as great as Will Eisner is, and as great as the character is, it's hard to to be accessible for today's audience because they just don't know about the history, and they just no, don't know about the greatness level of it. You know. Well, and, the, and the thing is, is that they're not typical stories. I mean, they're stories straight out of the you know forties and fifties and things like that. You know, like and it's. Not you know, there are no capes. There are no you know, they're no superhero kind of stuff. And it's hard to force that down people's throat. You know, but well, it's see, so good. for me good. though, I,
1: I wasn't reading this for the spirit, quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not terribly interested in reading it past this because I was reading because of Darwin Cook. Yeah. You know, and that that's that's why I was I was here. He was doing something great with it and using those tools. But you know, if you ask me if I'm terribly interested in the character as being done by somebody else, I would be hard pressed. To, they'd be hard pressed to live up to this, I guess.
2: Yeah. It's gonna be you know, really. Interesting. It's, it's gonna be really interesting to see what the future of this book holds because Cook put such. Well, Eisner had such a huge shadow on this book, and then Darwin Cook put such a big stamp on this on these twelve issues. It's gonna be it's yeah. really interesting to see what comes after it. So.
1: I say it doesn't make it for six to eight. I'm six to eight months is the most you'll see the book go after this. Wow, I, I don't. I don't see it surviving without Darwin Cook. I mean, yeah, you know, Sergio Aragones has a has a a following, but I, you know,
0: yeah, I don't know how big Well, it well is.
2: let's let's write that prediction down.
0: I don't care. I don't care what happens. Uh, It's never gonna happen. But I would love to have this in big, oversized edition because the art is just so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I just this is just when I look at these books, they're just a clinic in cartooning. Look at the last page. Everything looks wet. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, And also, I mean, you you can give Darwin Cook a lot of credit. Um, but you know, inks can ruin a page, so that you know the inks have been great on this, and, and Dave Stewart's colors have been fantastic on this book this is some of the some of the best work i've seen you know sort of from a, a team altogether like even the lettering on this book mm-hmm. made it stand out
2: the whole production i mean uh, the, yeah. uh, and and this is this is beautiful comic book making and mm-hmm. uh, if they don't make an absolute of this they're just idiots and and it just uh, the, these 12 issues group them together as a as a whole because they're just better than better looking than half the comics you're reading right now so mm-hmm.
0: I just want to say really quickly that a lot of people talked about the next book we're going to talk about about in terms of emotional value, but I think if you've ever have that person in your life where you um you know it's it's you that person in your past where you never you never really know if it, it would have worked out or not and you have this mystery in your in your life this i thought it was so well done that it was a really it was a gut punch
2: yeah it was, it was it was gut punch is a good description of this whole week, I think, with both The Spirit and then and then Green Hour, uh, Black Canary. I mean, it was just. the And it was funny because, you know, we've talked about how we read our books and, and the order that we read them in, and I read them in the ones I'm most excited for first. And I read. I literally read The Spirit, then Green Hour, Black Canary, one, two. And one, I'm just, two,
0: punch <laughs> it. Was, I did that too. It was so tough.
2: Oh, it was so, so tough. But um, uh, it's probably a good uh, lead in The Green Hour, Black Canary. I When I grabbed it, I almost thought I had the wrong comic because the. Coloring of the cover was so not what I was used to with this book, right? Um, <laughs> you know the the darker logo, up, yeah. the darker logo, and the black background. And it was funny because you know because I read a lot of um, I read a lot of criticism of the last issue, saying that you know Judd Winnick was just ending every issue with you know a cliffhanger, and it didn't really matter because you know Ali didn't die, and now you know Connor's not going to die. I mean Connor, the Green Arrow, not what our Connor.
0: But Connor don't die. I'm, I'm not going to die. I'm
2: you know, and and it, like, there really it brings up that question of you know the balance between okay, he's writing twenty-two page comic books that end in a cliffhanger, and that's kind of what you know what happens, in, and and but the argument that there are no stakes and and that sort of thing, but this this issue totally deliver you know so
0: oh man, it was this was the best one so yeah the third
2: the third issue ended on a happy note after Black Canary and and Connor Green Arrow and Speedy rescue Ollie from the from the Amazons. And it ends with just a, a laser bolt out of the sky of Connor getting shot. <laughs> yeah, right and the, the the moment, the momentary reactions in the beginning of this book after the shooting. Yep. Um, leading into how they they're stuck in the middle of the water on on a boat and how they actually save Connor by you know by Green Arrow calling for for Clark for Superman. Um, well,
0: there's there's an emotional build to the first three pages yeah. where. Oliver is getting more and more hysterical as each panel goes on until he he can't they can't get back to Themyscira because the Amazons won't help them and they can't they're they're in the middle of nowhere and they've got very little first aid supplies and he's been shot in the chest and he suddenly you know he starts saying Clark it's first really low and then the font is regular then then he says Clark again and it's bold and then he screams Clark and then there's like a full panel scream of Clark and it was like I got goosebumps because yeah. you can imagine him you know wailing like an animal because his his son is dying right um for. Someone halfway around the world, and then and then that leads into the big, you know, rescue. And I want Cliff Chang to draw a Justice League book very badly.
2: Oh my God, yes! After seeing, then then they they lead to a hospital in Miami where the entire Justice League is there supporting them. And it's the I mean, it Cliff Chang needs to draw Justice League on on, on an arc soon or something like that. Not that I want him to leave this book, no, But, no. but it like his Hal Jordan looked great. His yeah. like every every character has its own, you know, like he, his his art style is very similar. To you know, to the, where characters kind of look the same, but then at the same time they also look very unique. I can't explain it, you know. Like, and part of it is because I'm gushing because I love it so much. But um, you know, and 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 it just and it, it this book had all the drama of. You know, someone you love being, you know, hurt and sitting in the hospital, having to wait and 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 beating yourself up and wanting to go out and find the people who did it, but at the same time wanting to be there to be with them, and then it then it ends with stakes. It ends like he's it's not going to be okay.
0: You know, at yeah. least at least for now, it looks like because you know. So and and one thing what Judd does well is is real human emotion. He's always done that well since yeah. the beginning. And and what you have here is you've got a bunch of superheroes, but they're not. It's not a superhero story. It's a story of a father whose son's dying in a in an operating room. It's and it's, and, and, fa- the, and the father's best friends all being around him and them talking about, you know, losing people and Batman talking about losing his son and right. um, which was which was a really tough moment also. And then there was the, you know, Hal Jordan, his best friend, and and, and then Oliver re- revealing that he's been a horrible father and he's he's not treated Connor well and he's not been the guy he wished he could be. And that was a really, I gotta, really strong moment too. Got to give Winnick credit
2: for addressing what we've all kind of said. It's just like, why do they have a good relationship? Yep. You know what I mean? Like nobody's ever really touched upon the fact that Ollie, you know, got this woman pregnant and then and then left her and then pretended like he didn't know Connor existed when, when Connor found him and became Green Arrow. And like it finally addressed all those issues that we've been reading about for the past ten years with these two characters in a really, really realistic, you know, emotional way. So
1: Okay, can I can I, I didn't tell you guys this, but I bought one, three, and four. Yeah. Oh wow. Um so I'm sitting in bed literally and weeping
0: <laughs> as I'm reading
1: this book. Um, without to get too terribly maudlin, um, I don't have a father. So yeah. whenever I read stuff that is sort of honestly written about shitty dads or absent dads or anything like that, like there's on, there's one surefire way to give me a gut punch with a story. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I'm just reading this and it's about a guy who made all sorts of mistakes and then owns up to it. I mean, I'm getting yeah. choked up right now.
2: Right, yeah. yeah. I'm,
1: and, and, and like, wow, you guys weren't kidding.
2: Yeah, no. <laughs> now, I
1: don't want to say, I don't want to. Say, I read the first, they didn't have the second issue, but I, yeah. I knew what had happened and everything, so I just sort of skipped it. Um, and the other books were, were pretty good, but this was just like, this is like the most honest and raw kind of, like, I'm shocked that, that Judd Winnick doesn't come from more of a broken home.
2: Well, I, well yeah, I don't know what his...
1: Because, <laughs> yeah. well, no, I, no well... No but from what I understand, like he's got two parents who grew up in the suburbia and whatever yeah long because Island, this,
2: baby.
1: this is such a it's such a an honest and sort of true account of what this kind of relationship is that i' I was kind of it's it's it was really good um yeah and like and even I could go so far as to say sort of I don't think I've read a comic book this emotional in a long time yeah I mean in a really long time and and I'll give you that the very last page is. Daddy's right here. It's kind of cheesy, kind but of, at that yeah. point, like, you're, I think you're like, that's
0: something that's that's really said in that situation.
1: I mean, I, I think, absolutely, yeah. and it almost depends on how you hear the line spoken in your head. Yep, yeah. But I love. I mean, like for me, you want to make a character a hero. It's to he's he's going to own his responsibilities and and be the person that he's supposed to be. Yep. That's just badass. Um, and and so this was this was this was easily the best book I've read this week. Yeah, and therapy's over.
2: <laughs> so now, to go from, so now to go from the gut punch to um, to a little bit of the wacky, um, Connor, tell us about the the third book that was in the running. <laughs>
0: Did you? Uh, I was I the only person that read Teen Titans: The
2: Lost Annual? I went back to the store and flipped through it after I read your review uh, on uh-huh. iFanboy.com dot um, to to see what you were talking about. And I'm, I actually didn't get it because I was going from the store out. But I'm going to go back to pick it up because it looked freaking awesome.
0: It was uh, – let me give you a little background on what this issue was. Well, there's a, first of all, there's a cover by Nick Cardi, who's the original Greek Teen Titans and artist from the 60s. Um, and it was written by Bob Haney, who um, – Who's crazy, right? He died in 2004. Oh,
2: no shit. Really? I didn't know uh, that.
0: This was written and drawn in 2003, but DC shelved it because I think it was too, it was too out there. Because it was too crazy. Yeah, and they released it. They just released it. Um, it's written by Bob Haney, inks by Mike Allred, colors by Laura Allred. Um, it's a, who it's drew a, it though? Now, Allred didn't draw it. James Stevens drew it. Yeah. Who I don't know, but um, <laughs> it's 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 a squarely set in the '60s annual. It's called the Lost Annual. It's lost because it was shelved, but also because it's it's not modern day at all. It's it's, it's going back to the '60s '60s storytelling style, but it's really wacky and really subversive. Um, let me just tell you some of the plot points. So we we open up on the Teen Titans. And uh, they're in the big Teen Titans cave, and, and they're all coming at Robin's distress signal because Robin says somebody's taking – somebody's um, impostering impo- in, in what's, – what's the word? Uh, imitating Im- John F. Impersonating. Kennedy. Impersonating. Impersonating John F. Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> not, not he's got a big TV screen. John F. Kennedy's on it. That's not the president. Not, a shapeshifter's taken over. So <laughs> – they're like, what do you mean? You're crazy. He says, no, no, I was at the White House. So they flash back to Robin getting a tour of the, of the Oval Office with, with John F. Kennedy because he says, you all know I was a guest at the White House interviewing President Kennedy for the magazine we plan to publish. <laughs> so, so the Teen Titans were going to publish a magazine um so he was there interviewing Kennedy. it's
1: one thing to fight fight crime but also to have to be on your book that's, that's <laughs> yeah
0: so, so so robin's staying over he's sitting on he's sitting in the 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 lincoln bedroom and his costume's sort of half off and like the, the mask is <laughs> on the side of the bed and he's like wow this is great i'm in the lincoln bedroom uh, and then something weird happens and these 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 aliens show up uh all just like mods they got the mod haircuts and they, they have the, and the clothes and they they steal Kennedy, and they put their own mod, Kennedy, in his place, and Robin's all freaked out. So he goes back to the Titans, and first they're all laughing at him, and then, they, then he says, come on, Titans, we're going to go save him. So they say, yeah, and then they, they have this teleporter, apparently, in the cave. And they go, to, they go to Planet Alustro, and they apparently know where that is, and Aqualad programs it in, and, they, and he gets left behind because he's Aqualad. And and, they all, and so Speedy and Wonder Girl and Robin and, and Kid Flash go to Planet Alustro. Where um, Kennedy's being held because they need a leader. Lustre needs a leader because they're in a constant battle with these hippies, but they're not hippies. They're big shaggy werewolves that look like hippies. They've got hippie hair and hippie clothes, and so it's basically one big hippie mod war. <laughs> and um, Wonder Girl falls for one of the hipp- one of the hippies, and then and, and and she makes out with him. They call each other lover all the time. and It's a little weird, and um, uh, they're gonna get married, and and it's all very odd. And they've brainwashed Kennedy. So he doesn't know he's he doesn't know he's Kennedy. He's he thinks he's an illustrator leader. And Robin saves the day by going back to the Earth, grabbing Kennedy's PT 109 hat from the Oval Office. So don't, they don't even explain how he does that, and <laughs> putting it on Kennedy's head, and crashing, basically recreating the PT 109 accident, which which got Kennedy won his Medal <laughs> Honor for. And then uh, j- jarring his memory back out of out of uh, you know brainwashing and realizing it's Kennedy. So, that he, so, then, they, so then they all go back. To, then it gets really weird. Then they all, go, they all go back. They all go back to Earth. Where, where, where they, they've been gone much longer than they realize, and Aqualad runs up. He goes, oh my god, you're not going to believe this. While they were gone, uh, someone assassinated the Kennedy imposter in Dallas. So it wasn't really Kennedy. It was a Kennedy imposter. And they say, you have to tell everyone that you're still alive. He says, no, no, I'm going back to Illustro <laughs> So then the last page is Kennedy in one of those old-timey spacesuits with the bubble head, and he's got the, you know, the, the jumpsuit, and he's got a ray gun with, with, with the other aliens, and he's fighting battles with them, and that's how they leave it. Is the real Kennedy's off in space with a uh, being a space superhero? It's <laughs> awesome. I gotta and pick it was, this up. It was the weirdest comic I've ever read. No, I don't need to read it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it looked, every, it, it looked really page, good though, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good 60s style art, but it was like every page was a, was 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 then the wackiest thing I've ever read. <laughs> and it, I, I was I couldn't believe it. I wanted to pick it just because I couldn't believe what I was reading.
2: I can't believe they put it out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's awesome that's that's where they are right now, <laughs> Jesus,
1: what did we not publish in the past? We need something,
0: but it was also i mean there was also lots of subversive stuff like you know wonder girl and then and and and, uh, and, and, this, and and sex role relations not not actual but like sex roles and in a team and yeah, it was very weird and then the whole hippie versus mod thing was was i couldn't believe it i <laughs> i i know most people i would imagine ninety percent of the audience not our audience, but the comic audience would be, would be baffled by it. But yeah, but it looked beautiful. It awesome. And, yeah. <laughs> I know. If you, end a, you, you end a comic with, with John F. Kennedy in, a, in an old-timey spacesuit with a bubble head with a ray gun shooting aliens with, <laughs> in front of an army of other bubble headed guys. Of course that's good. Of course it's good. <laughs> I, I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> X-Factor 27. Yes. Inside complex update. Chapter Eleven. I don't know what's happening, Ron. <laughs> well, we've had some progress. We um... I don't think you have. Yeah, know you have. <laughs> Every
1: day, I know I've made the right decision. <laughs> oh, shut
2: no, up.
0: it's really, it's really good. I just don't know what's happening.
2: Right. Well, that, I mean, that's a part of it. I mean, we're in the suspense. We're leading into the final act, and we, we know so. Uh, Jamie and Layla in the future. Touch base with Bishop with, with a young Bishop, and they get in in an oddly easy moment of exposition. Yeah, he won't talk to them. He won't talk to them, and all of a sudden he's like, "What? What do you want to know?" And then just tells them everything they need to know. <laughs> and then so they find out what's going on in the future and what happened and how the Messiah plays into it and all that kind of stuff. And then Layla, who bumped into a guard pre- earlier in the issue, plants a grenade on Jamie and blows him up, and yeah. thus setting him back to the back to the present. When President Jamie wakes up and as predicted the tattoo emerges on his face. Um and you know, and then he starts screaming, Where's Bishop? Where's Bishop? and so, you know, 'cause now Jamie's got this information to come back to with. So, um so that that had some progress. Then we see the cable Professor Xavier kind of uh, alliance growing yeah, but
0: as, nothing. I mean Yeah. Then we revealed Mister Sinister wasn't behind all this, or maybe he was earlier. But
2: right, and that speak. and that cable cable wasn't behind the the Sentinels and everything as we thought. You know, they think that it was Bishop. Um, so,
0: but, but the thing is, like, we've got one issue left, or two issues left, or one. Um, chapter Eleven. Yeah, so we got two issues left. Yeah, we got two issues left, and left. We, we still don't know anything about the baby. We still don't know anything of, about anything. Right. Well,
2: and the, the the two the two other big things is that so Gambit brings the baby back to Sinister, whom he thinks is Sinister, but turns out it's Mystique pretending to be Sinister, and she opens the door, to reveal that she's killed Sinister, which is a fairly big deal in the X Men lore. Sure. No, I understand yeah. that, but it, so, that's
0: not part of, any of the mystery we're
2: looking yeah. to get. And, and what what I think is going to happen is that it's going to tie into because Mystique early in the in the Claremont run in the two hundreds when Mystique led the the, the Freedom Force, they, they had a character, Destiny, on their team who was a precog who could tell, you know, she was an old woman who could see the future, and Mystique was with her, kind yep. of, and, um... And destiny wrote all these all these books that that foretold the future. Um, and part, when this series started, it had a lot to do with finding the destiny bot diaries. And remember, there was the fake one and all that kind of stuff. And Bishop, in the the young Bishop in the future, mentioned you know they referred to the people as, as the destiny freaks or whatever. Um, yeah. So the fact that Mystique is making a play here makes me think it's tied back to something with destiny and something to you know something that's a connection there. Um, and then ultimately it ends with you know with the X Force team. You know, looking for the kid, and Wolverine figuring out that Lady Mastermind was making them, you know, see an illusion. And meanwhile, the Marauders are gearing up to kill, to fight them. And Wolverine stabs Lady Mastermind and hopefully kills her. Um, gut Looks shot. Like it. Yeah. And it and it ends on the cliffhanger of about to start a fight. So. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you're all right. There are two issues left. We don't know what the baby is. I imagine we're going to get another big kind of exposition, kind of expo- you know dialogue type thing, like Bishop explaining what it is. But um, until then, it just kind of st- stay tuned. You know, tune in next week. I know, same just, X just,
0: channel. It's <laughs> so, been a little too much of that. Like, yeah, it's just a little. It's wavered a not, little. It has wavered I'm a little. I do. Not, d- I'm not. I'm not. Re- I'm not regretting buying this at all. I'm having a good time, but I just kind of want more because it's not—it's not as satisfying. Not right. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see.
2: Apparently, you know, you know, and, and I'm kind of, um, you know, next week is New X Men, and the cover's got the New X Men on the cover fighting the Predator
0: that's, X. That's 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 the like I don't care at all. Yeah, about them. Ex- I
2: feel like that's like that's like the one extra bit on the cake that you don't need. No, you know what I mean. Like it's it's like it's like the sugar flower. It's like all right. I'm Especially not really... this
0: late in the, in the late in the game, I don't care yeah. about that. Yeah,
2: but we'll you see. Know? I mean, I mean, I, I imagine Uncanny will will wrap it all up and and we'll see. But so right. I don't know. But um, so this week was a big week for fans of comics from the um from the early '90s because uh, we have the the much awaited Young Blood number one by written by Joe Casey and and drawn by um, Derek Donovan. Um, I assume I'm the only one who picked this up. No, I bought it
1: <laughs> out, out of sh- like sheer. I like Joe Casey. Yeah, he's
2: uh, good. I like
1: his work. Um, I would have never thought that I would have liked, for example, his Wildcats work, which is one of my favorite series of all time.
0: Yeah, um, well, it makes sense that you would pick this up. It's the same. It <laughs> does,
1: and and also I had read, um, I, I'd seen some some online arguments that made me really curious about what it was like. Um, not on other sites where where people right. are less um, cordial. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say, um, nerd fight. Um, now it should be noted that I have no experience with Youngblood. I don't. I only know in the vaguest terms what Youngblood is. Uh, I wasn't around for any of that, and I'm
2: not a Rob Liefeld fan. Right. So, so Ron, what did you think? Um, I thought it was. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was. Um. I didn't think it was awful. I didn't think it was amazing. Um, it's definitely picking up on the same themes that have been throughout Youngblood. The problem, the problem with it is, is that I remember Youngblood from the early Image days, when it first started, and then I actually didn't even bother with the late 90s, awesome entertainment, all that kind of approaches. Um, didn't
0: only one or two issues of that
2: come out? Uh, no, a few, a, a few came out. I mean, there, there have been a few, and then Rob has tried to put stuff out on his own and all that kind of stuff. So, well, the, um,
1: the, There was a Mark Miller penned one that only one issue came out of. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that's what I'm, I'm Exactly. I actually bought that, I think.
2: Yeah. But um
1: I knew that I didn't really like Mark Miller's work.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah, so so there's a couple characters who who I didn't know who they were and they, they they made the thing what I thought was good was that they didn't deny that that stuff didn't happen. There, there were references to the past throughout the whole book. Um mm-hmm. and essentially it starts it starts with just them putting they're putting young blood back together but with more of an entertainment feel rather than a government feel. And um, so it's kind of you're catching up with the characters. You know, you find that Shaft has been working as a as a as an agent for you know for a government agency, and and Die Hard now is almost completely robotic, and well is completely. Was robotic. he not robotic before? I think there were still traces of humanity, you know, because he was originally like was a cyborg. A yeah, he was like a okay. cyborg dude, and then he had that stuff put on, but now he's like totally robotic. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and like as as evidenced by Shaft's reaction when he hears his voice, he's like, "My God, his voice!" You know, like what are you doing mm-hmm. to him? You know, like so. Um but so so it's basically the, the, the kind of typical, you know, bring the team together and there's a lot of the entertainment aspect, like we're gonna do endorsement deals and you're gonna go on T V and all this kind of stuff. And well, that was
0: the original series. That's what that was all about.
2: that was- Yeah, no, it was. But 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 more but it was still a government strike force where this is where there's a it's a balance. It's a balance between the government, you know, strike force trying to, you know. Trying to you know do good things versus but the- it's
1: it's more like a government PR stunt. Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly.
1: Like so. it, they want, they really want them to be appearing to be more awesome than they want them to actually be doing anything. Yeah. It seems like.
2: So, um, yeah. so that said, so Josh, what did you, I mean? What did you think of it? I
1: sort of thought the same that you did. It was a really sort of strong, I guess, first issue. I felt fairly well like I could catch up with everything, even though I had no history with it. So it was very much a setup thing. Yep. Um, the stuff that. So, you know, like i I had what I had was inklings of of some of the attitudes and things that I liked about the wildcats run in this. I thought there was yep. some of the cynicism about media and stuff had come through and 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 you know what the government's really doing and things like that. Um but i I got this feeling like this was this was like wildcats, but without him having the freedom to do what he wanted. So, like he still got to have them all in the costumes and everything, whereas in Wildcats, he took them out of it because everybody in it had sort of realized that they looked stupid. So even like it, and the thing right, about but I think that's these, an
2: assumption to think that he doesn't want them in the costumes. I mean, who? I mean, we well, the whole point wants. of that book
1: though is that they weren't in the costumes. Well, yeah, but like, that could be that Spartans book for, is, for this. He
2: could, it, you know, I mean, they're, they're, this could, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that it, it is, what, is an
1: assumption. That's what I'm saying yeah, is yeah. I get the feeling like the the character whose main the Shaft, which is a horrible name,
0: uh, <laughs>
1: is is uh, the main ca- because it's too evocative. Like yeah. whenever you hear somebody called Shaft, I expect to see Richard Roundtree in a long black leather jacket, yeah. and nothing anybody ever does will change that in my mind. Shaft and I. We'll always look for that guy on the page yeah. either way um like the point like he seems like he's reluctant which to me feels a little like what the story is yeah like because the story is being told through his eyes it didn't start it off by being told through Badrock's eyes it's being told through his eyes so he goes to put the costume on and and like you get the sense that he kind of doesn't want to and then that's sort of amplified by the fact that these costumes um they look antiquated in terms of today i think uh they look like early 90s costumes and they kind of stand out and look kind of silly like I, I kind of want them to update them or something.
2: Um, well, I, I don't know. I mean, the 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 fast girl and the and the other dude um, have kind of got because Steve Scroach did a lot of the character designs and some of the, the late um, 90s stuff before mm-hmm. um, before he went off to do with Matrix and movies and stuff like that. And so I, I know the 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 speed girl and the other guy. I think those are those are late 90s Scrooge designs. But you're right. I mean, like they, you know, like they're not.
1: Well- yeah. Shaft yeah. and and whoever the the tiger yeah. leopard yeah. is whatever
2: guy,
1: yeah. yeah yeah well the, those look stupid yeah. um, the other girl kind of I just keep thinking it's Jesse Quick because she had goggles and yeah. you know that hair um, so like I feel like those I don't know I, like I want those to be updated for okay. me to, like I feel like it looks kind of weird um, but you know at the same time it's a youngblood book so those. You know, like I guess that's what people are probably looking for, and they'd probably lose what the the fans that they have if they went and did something like that. Um I I didn't love it. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, uh, for what it was. A really nice presentation, huge, thick paper stock. I love I like the artist a lot. Yeah. Um the art Very was really very bold, sort of in that Cliff Chang style. It was very it was a little more detailed than that, not quite as elegant, but uh a little more cartoony, but yep. not like Darwin Cook cartoony.
2: Yeah.
1: Um So you're gonna keep reading was, it or I don't know. I don't, I don't think it was bad. I'm just not terribly interested. Right. If that, if that makes any sense. I did like – see, I like the attitude of, of, of Shaft. What's his name? I don't want to call him Shaft.
2: Uh, I think Jeff, I think. Jeff, whatever.
1: <laughs> I like he, – like he was because the beginning of it is – I really love the beginning because they're at the Mall of America and all these government trucks show up and they're like, Jeff, Jeff went in there.
2: Terrible. Hang on a second. His last name is Terrell. Yeah, it's Jeff. It's Jeff, yeah, well, Jeff Terrell. It's,
1: yeah. 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 Um so he comes out and he's just wearing a dress shirt and like khakis. And like he they were like no no he took care of it and 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 then the last panel that you see is a shot of the food court and all the terrorists have been killed or no they're skinheads and they've been killed they have forks in their eyes and and necks and like he's just gone in there and slaughtered all these people very nonchalantly. Um it, like while wearing a dress shirt, which I thought was was interesting as opposed to, you know, like later you know, he goes in. I guess he's like Green Arrow or something like that, or or Bullseye.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I really liked that first half of it. I would have liked to see the adventures of the dress-shirted badass dude,
2: but that's me. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but, but,
1: I but thought, Casey's got a really good handle on what the media is like. So when they go to those, like, there was a really neat panel where it, show, it showed four different TVs with them all on different talk shows and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But that was great. Like, he's got such a handle on how that stuff goes.
2: I'm cur- yeah. I'm curious to see what 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 Joe. Casey does with this book, and so I'm going to stick around because it's like it's kind of like given a it's kind of like a good challenge. It's like here's a broken you know here's a broken franchise, and and you know with did a lot with a lot of with a lot of preconceived notions and a lot of people hating it, and see what you can do with it. You know, so
1: did you see the end of it? They're they're um they're re-releasing. Oh, you didn't uh, know about f- that. I didn't know I didn't. Oh, that's yeah, it. He, it's,
2: it's, it's it's, he's re-scripted it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's the original Youngbloods first series in a hardcover, oversized, recolored. It's supposed to look beautiful, and then Joe rewrote it, and then they have a new ending. <laughs> and it's, it's, I'm it's sorry, to, it's one to be of good, the panels just made me laugh. It's supposed to be really, uh, not really good. A good way. So, <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> I'm yeah. excited, I'm excited for that one. See before Are you gonna get that. Before, before oh, I'm totally gonna get that. You crazy. Yet yeah, no. Oh, that's that's. It <laughs> no, I like it's a like, cover. It doesn't get any better than this. I like characters who with who have feet. <laughs> Stop. So uh, speaking of speaking of that though, um, just real quickly, um, do you remember when Liefeld and Jeff Loeb were doing the Onslaught Return series like a year ago? No. Well, they were, and it wasn't going to be late and all that kind of stuff. Well, it finally ended ended this uh, this week, um, a year later, five issues, I think. Um, but the reason why I wanted to quickly mention it was. Um, do you remember the whole heroes uh, reborn stunt with Jim Lee and Liefeld recreating? The yes, f- I, I do remember that. And do you remember uh, Captain America had the little girl, Bucky? Yes. Okay. Well, go ahead. Uh, yes. Um, so in this one, they kind of revisit that universe, and onslaught, and that universe still exists, and onslaught returns, and they fight him, and they Reed Richards in that universe finds a portal to um, the negative zone. And they shove Onslaught into the negative zone, but Bucky gets sucked into, and, and they assume she dies, except the last page has her not dead, alive, on the streets of Philadelphia, and she's like, where am I? And she looks at the newsstand, and it's Captain America dead, and the shot from Captain America 25 on the steps. And she uh-huh. goes, oh, Captain America's dead? This isn't my world. Oh, jeez. So they put the girl Bucky into 616 continuity. But it's a good thing that DC's got
0: the multiverse, and it's so confusing. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> so I just thought we'd we'd acknowledge that. So <laughs> yeah, because
1: no one else ever will again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, like that's not coming. I mean, maybe maybe in some Jeff Loeb book that will yeah. seem sort of interesting at first and then ultimately disappoint. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That will show up.
0: <laughs> ay yeah yeah. Well. Um... <laughs> If you remember those old onslaught books and you wanted to check them out and you were in New York City, you can go to Jim Hanley's Universe, which is one of the best uh, com- and most progressive comic book stores in America. Jim Hanley's Universe offers the best selection of comic titles and related merchandise, from mainstream to manga to minis. Jim Hanley's Universe has it all. When you're in New York City, come to visit the place where art and literature meet Jim Hanley's Universe. Jim Hanley's Universe is located opposite the Empire State Building in Midtown Manhattan, 33rd Street, or you can go to 325 New Door Blaine in Staten Island. When you stop in the store, tell them I Fanboy sent you... Or you can visit them uh, on the web at www.ghuniverse.com or on MySpace at myspace.com slash jimhanley'suniverse. Jim Hanley's Universe, where art and literature meet.
1: We say Jim Hanley's Universe a lot during that. (laughs) Just to bring home point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Repetition, Uh, repetition.
2: (laughs)
1: uh, There's books. The cavalcade of books continues. You're going to understand why we didn't have time for letters this week. Um, Scalped13. Scalped13 just just this is jason Aaron is just delivering a series of pummeling blows one after another <laughs> each issue just pounding you into the dirt i'm i halfway expected you to pick this book
0: well this was the fourth this was this was yeah. the fourth on the list of i read that and i was like damn that was good but it was kind of a setup issue and it was mm-hmm. really strong the last scene was the last scene was heartbreaking but i want a little bit more you know what i mean like you we know, sure. we talked about last time how we've been stuck in the same moment for the last four issues Which is fine, we still are basically. But I'd like to move forward a little. Um, So that was one of the reasons why I didn't really consider this seriously as a pick, simply because I'm ready to move forward. I really want to see what happens next, and I think what's coming down the line is going to be, you know, really good. So I think, I mean, the yeah, the third to last page in this book,
1: um, basically something bad happened.
0: Oh, the third Uh, to last page was awesome.
1: And Bad Horse has to explain it to them. That's as much as I'm because I I don't even want to go into it any more than that. And if you've read this, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, it's all done in a sort of sepia tone, or it's not even that, but it's it's all uh, it's like it's a one muted. color. It's yeah, it's muted. very muted. There's no words. There's just five panels, each you know of equal size, going across the page, and it's him delivering really bad news.
0: Well, he's a cop. So you imagine he the kind of news he would
1: he would deliver that's bad. And but uh, he's also a prick kind of, to right. everybody. Like, not really, but, like, that's how that's his attitude. That's how he comes off. So he's actually got sort of this tender moment, but there's no... It there wasn't, like, a redeeming thing for him where, like, where he went in there, he just knew he had to do something bad, and he sort of takes it on, and he goes... And, and you know, this is just after he told... You know, he's been gotten his own bad news, which he's sort of in denial about.
0: Well, just he, 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 I have I no idea what you guys are talking about. I, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> I say it's not redeeming, because he does... He does – you do see through the course of this, this issue that he does have feelings f- for these people that he's talking yeah, to. Yeah, but he's, he's in denial about to. them. He, he has – right, but he, he has softened slightly in terms of clearly something has touched him about these people that normally doesn't happen with him.
1: See the quote on the front of this book? Yes. The best new series in years spread the word Garth Ennis.
0: Um, <laughs> please, not please buy him. this so we don't
1: get canceled because we're next on the chopping block. I, listen to me. I swear to God, please go buy this book because if this gets canceled on top of everything else, I'm going to get depressed.
2: <laughs> so Josh, I'm
0: not I, kidding. For Josh's sanity, like please Brubaker, buy this book. Yeah, if you like Ed Brubaker, if you like Criminal, if you like any of those books, you have to be reading Scalps There's no other way to say it. Yep. I mean, the first trade is 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 ten bucks.
1: It's got the first five out. Uh, they've offered a money back guarantee on it. it you know, just mm-hmm. go try this book. If, yeah. you've, if you're thinking at all that you're bored with something because it hasn't – we're 13 issues in now. It hasn't been a dropped moment. Okay. Um, this has been so good and I really hope I, – uh, I mean after this week where we get Exterminators and possibly Crossing Midnight, you know, this is sort of the last low-selling book at, at DC Standing and I, I don't want to see it go away.
0: Yep. It's also I think one of the best. Uh, my new <laughs> favorite character, uh, person in comics is Peter J. Tomasi. Because he is the new <laughs> he is the new writer on Nightwing, and Nightwing was fantastic. Finally, somebody understands Nightwing. He gets he gets the character. Rags Morales on art, who did the great art in Identity Crisis, and um, this was. I don't want to get too much into it. But it's just it's just oh, it was so good. It was. I'm really glad to hear that. Yes, I, I it just. It's 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 dealing. They're not they're not a lot of writers like to shunt off his whole family thing. But well, this has got Batman. It's got Robin. It's got Alfred. They're all hanging out at various points in the book. And Nightwing is setting up a base of operations in the cloisters uh, because Bruce Wayne bought him a piece of land and a museum. So good stuff. I don't want to get too much because we got a lot to talk about. But but if you are if you're looking for good Nightwing stories and you dropped off the books because they haven't been good, you should get back on with Nightwing One Forty.
1: You had a good week. Yeah. That was a very good week. Uh, at the end of Lobster Johnson's uh, five-issue miniseries last week, this week we have uh, another BPRD uh, series starting up. This is BPRD 1946, number one. I've never read any BPRD. Not Guy Davis, fixed- though, right? No. It's uh, written by Mike Manola and-, and Josh Dysart, uh, art by Paul Azaceta. Azaceta. Um, this takes place in 1946, and the main character is uh, Trevor Broom, who is Hellboy's father um and it's in germany after while they're in the cleanup of the war this book was awesome this is because broom is one of my favorite characters from that i love that character and of course when i hear him now john hurt is the voice in my head which i also love um and and like they had like the Hellboy is still a little kid and he's just been discovered and he's sort of they they flashed to him a couple of times but uh this is that early bprd stuff and it's it's really cool i really dug this
0: Cool. It's nice that we've got this whole new universe now.
1: You can you no, know, but I'm saying you can go if you've read any of the Hellboy. You can go and pick up this as a first issue. Uh, you're going to be just fine, uh, yeah. and it's it's a it's an it's a it's a you know complete story. It's as far as I can tell.
0: Mighty Avengers number seven, which is the first issue with Mark Bagley on pencils, Frank uh, Cho off the book. Um, I, I feel so torn about this book because I really liked it. And I really enjoyed it. I liked the art. I didn't like the fact that uh, nobody told Mark Bagley that Tony doesn't have a mustache anymore. Um, but <laughs> what really, what really, I, I think they should have done this. I think they should have just the book. The book ends on the, on this the symbiote cliffhanger, the which yeah. which already happened in, in New Avengers. I really think they should should, should have just skipped this storyline. Yeah, but the problem is mean, it, unless, like, it, unless it's really important to the Secret Invasion, they should have just said, forget it. We're gonna move on. Yeah, we're gonna catch up. So They've the other... already done.
2: I mean this. I mean this book. Like uh, my my comment on this book was uh, this was a great book. Uh, if I had read it four months ago, yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I I didn't like this book. Yeah. It's funny for somebody I've enjoyed New Avengers so much, and like this, like there was some things that happened in it that were, but it was the same. I'm like, why am I reading this? It's almost like they, maybe they should have released this. Since the issues were already done and drawn and everything.
2: Maybe they could trained. have released
1: them as a miniseries or something. Yeah, yeah. you know, just to get them out of the
2: way. Yeah,
1: you know, earlier because they were done. Yep. You yeah. know what I mean. Um, the thing with this entry's wife. Um, she's a scroll. She's got to be a scroll. Got to be a scroll.
0: If 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 they're all if we're getting to this big secret invasion crossover and all these books are gonna be important, how is this book ever gonna catch up? Yep. I read it, I was like, just skip it. I don't care about the symbiotes. I don't yep. care about the the fight. It's already happened. I doesn't I don't I'm not excited for it.
1: Yeah. I'm guessing he skips the fight in the next one. It's all about them just coming together as
2: a team at the end. Yeah, coming back. I thought that, it's gonna start it's thought, gonna start it's gonna start with the end of the fight. Like the fight finishing and then them them coming yeah. back to the tower, yeah. So
1: And I know Bagley, um, is a good guy and everything. Uh, this was uh, not one of his better issues. I didn't think I, the no, last I, page. Uh, well, you don't like him as it is, so I mean, no, that's thoughts, not true. But, I think yeah. he's an incredible storyteller. I think that um, he does things really. I loved him on on. Uh, you know, by the end, by the time he was gone from Ultra Spider-Man, I really did appreciate him. I don't think that he's the most exciting artist of all time, but I think he gets the job done. The, like some of the some of
0: the work in this one kind of stood out. to well, me. Well, you could as, tell because they brought him on to finish this arc quickly. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, you can tell.
0: I mean, that, that's yeah. just the way it is. He finished yep. it fast. He didn't get to spend as much time on it as he probably normally would. So, it is a bit more rushed than you're used to from not as much, not as polished. I really did like the last page, but
2: yeah. Um, so Hulk number one from Jeff Loeb and Ed McGuinness came out today, and um, isn't it a Hulk
0: Red or something? Yeah, and
2: it's 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 ca- categorized by a large vein protruding red Hulk on the cover with black fingernails, which is kind of creepy. Um, the whole concept of what Loeb is doing with Hulk and Red Hulk and this whole kind of like I'm going to do my thing and blah blah. blah kind of, you know, kind of turns me off. But that said, book didn't look too bad. Like, I kind of forgot what an Ed McGuinness pencil... Well, Ed McGuinness is a good artist. Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the art. I mean, I thought his She-Hulk looked good. He had the the, the Russian, um, the Winter Guard. So with Red Guardian and Ursa Major and Crimson Dynamo and Dark Star, like, they looked great. Iron Man was in it. Um, uh, Doc Samson is in it. And ultimately, it looks like... Um, and He's it's, everywhere. Yeah and, it, and it's re- yeah, and it's really cool because... Um, because uh, his She-Hulk kind of has like the kind of like almost like a '60s kind of look to her hair, um, so it's kind of reminiscent of like all you know like when the character first started. But I don't know. it's just it was G- General Ross is in it, and ultimately, so there there's a mystery of the A-Hulk fought the Abomination in Russia, and as they typically do, they fight, they fight, and then this Hulk pulled, pulled out a big Hulk-sized gun and killed him. And so, so Tony and Maria Hill and Doc Samson and She Hulk are there looking into it, trying to figure out who this Hulk is because Banner is in a cell on, uh, in the Hulk Base in Arizona, and they all want to know how they made a who made a gun that big, and she and then Maria Hill's like we make guns that big, so that, that was kind of funny. But um, turns out it looks like they're they're trying to build up this whole mystery of who this Red Hulk is. But it's obvious by the end of the book that it's Rick Jones because you've got Rick communist. He's jo- got Rick Jones, you know, in the snow in Russia with torn pants and no shirt, going. You know, where am I? How did I, you know, how'd you get yourself into this? And so, um, so whatever. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what the story, where the story goes, but I'll, I'll keep reading it just for the art alone. (laughs) Anyway, wow. That's a lot, a lot of books. So, um... Geez, we're running out of time. All right, uh, so real quickly, um, <laughs> um, I want to tell you about our, um, about our new sponsor, a new website called foocomics.com, and it, basically it's, for, um, it's a website for comic book stores and their customers to uh, kind of control their subscriptions or pull lists. Um, stores can uh, have, uh, have their customers fill out a pull list and submit it via the website, and they make it really easy to manage your subscriptions and your pull lists with your store. Um, so it was created by a comic collector, a really good guy, and um, he's trying to really cater to what the stores need. Um, and it's totally free. So if you run a comic book store and you're looking for some sort of solution like this, um, head over to foocomics.com forward slash ifanboy to learn more. Or if you shop at a store and you want um, your store to use it, uh, tell them to go there. So foocomics.com foodcomi- F-O-O. F-O-O, one word slash ifanboy. So. Yep. Uh,
1: you're probably thinking, wait a minute, nobody mentioned the Spider-Man book. It was Spider-Man what? book? What? Huh? There was a Spider-Man book apparently this week, um, and it starts here, uh, says the cover. Yeah.
0: Uh, I um I, I've seen a lot of uh, talk about this book online. Have you guys seen it? I don't know. If you've <laughs> I think noticed. there's some sort of buzz. <laughs> there's a little bit of discussion on the book. All I have to say is, for me personally, uh, it's nice after 20 years to have Spider-Man back. I was just gonna say, if you can ignore everything that's happened behind
2: behind the scenes, forget the past four years or whatever, this is a great Spider-Man book. Like this is a it was a good Spider-Man story, you know. So I mean, like it, uh, McNiven's art looked good and. Like if you can ignore the back stuff, which is, I have a hard time biting my lip doing, um, this is Spiderman, you know. So, so I
1: picked this book up because uh, I felt I should. I guess I felt I had some sort of responsibility <laughs> as a member of the. What am I? I don't know. I'm not press. I'm something. <laughs> something. <laughs> the podcastablery. Loud mouth um, society. Um. And and <laughs> and so I bought it, and like I guess it was good. I was it was really nice. I, you know, the, a bit of the writer in me was really annoyed that there was so much story left on the table, and you know how that how that applies to everything. You know, like he's back to not having any money. So does that mean that like his thing with with Tony Stark never happened? You yeah, know, I mean, like- it's
2: it's really it's uh, no, I I agree with you there. It's really kind of convenient what they're doing is that they're ba- basically just saying that go you know. Rewind back to the wedding the wedding never happened but mm-hmm. every, all these other stories happened he just you know he just was he just with, wasn't married he just wasn't married yeah but but so, story so no but so that that said though, how do you get from where he was to be just being back in Queens you know although <laughs> although may does say in the issue she's like, you know you always have a room here, but come on. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it doesn't yeah, sound but, like he lives with her. You know what I mean, like. But right, um, right, right. But did he work for
1: Tony still? Did he not have that job? Did I don't the know thing because- is they,
0: they tried. This is this is why this had to happen because it was such a freaking mess. They tried to in one book he worked for Tony, in one book he was a teacher, in the yep. other book he was looking for money. It didn't make none he was of the a books tied together. One, yeah, yep. they, they they had to streamline it all into one. They had to lose stories because the stories didn't make sense altogether. They yep. had to. All yep. there was too much story. Yeah. And and now you've got to streamline. Now you just not worry about it. I, I don't worry about one more day anymore. It was a disaster. Move on. Yeah. Um, they're the gonna other, deal the other... with, They're gonna deal with the Avengers stuff. He's already said the Avengers stories coming up. And he's, he's gonna be. Dealt, he's still on the team. He's not. Not on the team. But he's they don't know who with.
2: he is. So which you know. So and,
0: and that'll be dealt with. And I, I have full confidence in Ben to deal with all that stuff. And yeah. it's just it's just a matter of you got if you're gonna go with it or not go with it. And look, I've been on record for the entire time we've been doing this show and before saying that the biggest mistake Marvel ever made was aging Peter into his thirties and marrying him to supermodel. Now that they've fixed it i'm much more happy and i'm excited to be reading spider-man i haven't been expi- i haven't bought spider-man regularly since i don't count civil war because that was a tie-in and i was buying the tie-ins i haven't bought it as, a, as a book since the first couple the first year of straczynski's run and before that i couldn't even tell you the last time i bought spider-man so
2: how i can't tell you how happy i was to see the old logo yeah, I was just like it. Just I was just like yes, excellent. And then like the page when he's looking for a job, and like he's go he's going he's applying to be a teacher, and they and she kind of you know chastises him for not being you know his his attendance record. And then he goes for a photography job, and he's like, "There's no technique here." And then yeah. he goes for a science job, and the guy's like, "You were promising, you did great in college, but then you didn't publish any work. You didn't work. What happened? You know?" And then he's like, "Well, I was busy." In that great little that page about what he's yeah. been doing as Spider Man, it really it really is the core essence of what Spider Man is. Um, but you know, but still, and it, what they're doing is he's older. It's not like he's—they've aged him. He's not—he—he well, he didn't get you younger, know, but he—he's not. It's—it still feels as if he
0: was younger. You know what I mean? Like he, does, he doesn't—he doesn't read older. He doesn't yeah. read like he's thirty. He reads like to me like he's twenty-five. And that, no matter what Marvel says to me, he's going to be twenty-five. And I don't yeah. care what Slot says in interviews or whoever. He's not. Yeah. He doesn't read to me like he's in his thirties. It right. just doesn't just doesn't work that way for me. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I guess it's just one of those things like I feel like they're trying to go back to something and I don't I you know, you can't you, you can't go home again, that kind of thing. Like you can't but
0: that's 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 not true though. I mean writers can't but store characters can. The whole Crest and in Infinite Earth reboot worked fine. All the characters went home again. All of them, Clark Kent started over as a as a new reporter to the Daily Planet and Bruce Wayne started I, over just that that happens. But I don't. Right,
1: s- right, but I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm even coming off as a. Con- I don't care
0: about it from a continuity wise. Just like when
1: I'm reading it, all these conflicts sort of come up in my head. Like, wait, what about this? Did this? Does this matter? Is this relevant to this? And I, I mean, oh, and wow. I are finally- you are
2: you worried about continuity? Not really, but I. I <laughs> maybe a little. A little. You
1: are <laughs> I don't know. I just think it was kind of a. It's kind of a weak choice. Like they've like the whole big fear was the Ultimate Spider-Man was gonna replace it, and they were like, no, no, and it's pretty much
2: what happened. Yeah. This to me, this one issue was better than anything JMS wrote in the past five six years with all that Ezekiel well, crap and all that you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, like 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 what Connor said. It's great to see a Spider Man comic. You know, like, they,
0: haven't, they haven't known what to do with Spider Man. And yeah. they've been trying all kinds of different things. They try to make him a totem. They try to do all this stuff. They tried yeah. to change his history because they haven't had have anything because they got so far away from Spider Man. Yeah, The core yeah. of the character is what you find in this book, and you haven't found him in, in 20 years. I said, I've enjoyed reading him in New Avengers, and they didn't. But the thing is, we've always said with New Avengers that he was writing the ultimate Spider Man in that book. We've always said right. that. Right, yeah. He, yeah, wasn't, yeah he wasn't writing the, the Spider Man from the, from the solo book. Yeah, I have
1: one more complaint about this book. Okay. I've got complaints. I have Don't others, me. but. I have, well, I have others, but the one that I will mention is that the cliffhanger in this book, which is the premier superhero book, is that Jay Jonah Jameson has a heart attack. Well,
2: well it's it, well, it's a, week, it's a weekly book. It's a weekly, you know, you find out. I know. Next it, week, You know, it's like, the first
1: issue, right? So you know, like, well, there's no danger for Peter Parker. There's no,
2: but dude, I, I mean, it's, you gotta let it breathe. You gotta let it. Yeah.
0: You gotta let it's it. That, it be- it's not, it's paced like a monthly book. It's paced. Yeah. Like you
2: got you gotta, you gotta pause and just see what the pacing is like and see what happens because we're gonna find out exactly next week what happens and it's, it's gonna be. It's going to be different, you know?
0: Um, You are. There's two things I have a problem with in this issue, just just to prove I didn't love it completely. Um, One is there was too much pop culture, current culture references that I think, A, dates the book, and B, does anybody outside the United States know what being in my five means? Right. That was you know, dumb. Yeah. That was awful. I hate those references, and I think they really, you really, sh- you can't put those kind of things into books like that. Because yeah. in ten years, if people going to know what that means. Yeah. You know, it's not going to make any sense. Um, and, and anybody who doesn't watch commercials is going to know what that means. Um, and the idea of making Mary Jane a superhero is probably not a good one.
2: No,
1: no, it's not. Okay, I'm it's just I swear mean. to God, if this if this ends up as a will they or won't they with Mary Jane and Peter? Yeah, it's they're, try, be if they're trying to recreate insane. the
2: black. If they're trying to recreate the black cat aspect. Yeah, I see that. Yeah.
0: They they yeah. need to just shunt her to the side and not deal with her for like a year. Have never not appear in the book. She needs shunt. to be the side. Yeah. But the art was great by Steve McNiven. It was really it was really nice to see his work. Um, and <laughs> without I mean, without I, a negative I, feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited. I mean, uh, it's I know there's a lot of angst and there's clearly a clear lot of angst from people who only started reading comics in the 90s. But i you know when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, Spider Man was up there with Batman. It was you know this, you know. All the cartoons and Spider-Man is an amazing friends and Spider-Man, Spider-Man yeah. Man does whatever Spider can. And I watched all those shows and I read, I read the books and I started drifting away after he got married. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, I couldn't put my finger on it until like I was older and able to able to understand better. But I start, I, I read all those books throughout the 80s and in the 90s I stopped reading them. Yeah. And that's why now I'm happy to be back. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on board. I'll, I'll ride with it. So. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to
2: buy it. Well, then. <laughs> Peter doesn't read our website, so there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You guys have got it covered. You know, whatever. I will be watching movies from Netflix instead <laughs> uh, who have many, many, many titles of all the TV shows and movies that you've ever probably wanted to watch with the no late fees uh, and the free shipping both ways. Uh, Plan starting as low as four ninety nine, dollars 99 and, and, and then you can get a two, free two-week trial from uh, www.netflix.com slash ifanboy. Um, why wouldn't you uh, if you haven't already?
0: <laughs> uh, so do that.
1: Eastern yeah, let's Promises.
0: Let's get out of here. Ugh, Eastern <laughs> Promises was glory. glory. <laughs> um, so that's the show. Sorry, we didn't have any emails or voicemails this week. They will return next week. Um, but if you wanted to write in, you could write in at contact at iFanboy or call us at eight uh, eight eight Fanboys, which is three two six two six nine seven.
1: Uh go to ifinboy.com where you can read the pick of the week review that Connor wrote this week. Um and then all sorts of other blog posts and stuff. We put stuff up you know uh, almost every day, at least a few times a week. Uh there's if you miss the letters, there's a letter column that goes up on Friday now where we yeah. where we answer some letters. So that'll you get your, your your you know thing from that. Um and then there's also links
2: to the forums at Rev3 uh where there's just
1: tons of talk going on.
2: And those can be found at revision3.com forward slash ifanboy, and you can see – click on the link to the forums. And that's also where our video show is, uh, is distributed through. Um, you can come to ifanboy.com every Saturday or go to revision3.com forward slash ifanboy. Check out the latest in our video podcast. Um, last, uh, la- this past week, we kind of ha- uh, celebrated our one-year anniversary and our next five books. And uh, next week, we're going to be doing a lot of voicemail, so we'll make up for the lack of voicemail on this show.
0: Yep, and if you need to buy things, uh, ifanboy.com slash stores where you can uh, check out our um, books that we talk about in the video show plus our all other media picks plus you can just go through to Amazon through there and you can help the show out that way. Or you can go to um, jinx.com slash ifanboy to get an ifanboy t-shirt which are pretty cool. Um, I'm wearing mine right now. <laughs> you always wear it when we record, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> she and, always wears it. <laughs> it's getting a little ratty. I, I don't really wash yeah. it or take it off. Um, so, so if you do buy this shirt there send us in a picture wearing it and or send one to Jinx.com if you do that you get some free stickers from Jinx and we will get our appreciation so thank you
2: yeah and um, if you're online and you want to be you want some more friends you can go to MySpace or comic space or verb or facebook or twitter and uh, throw a slash ifanboy in front of those or search for us on facebook and you can be our friend and twitter.com slash ifanboy
0: has been on fire this week so get on board uh, Josh, Maybe, did, uh, Josh did a great post about it people discovered discover twitter through yeah. Josh.
1: So, um, and yeah, yeah and also like if you want to see when people were respond to you can go to ifan- you can go to twitter.com slash ifanboy and then it says there's a tab this is with others and those are all the responses to anything that we uh you know that we asked or anything
0: um, and if you like the show you can leave us a review on itunes for this show and for the video show either one you like uh better yet tell your friends at a comic book store owner tell the uh, bum on the street yeah like, he, he might have an ipod under there
1: <laughs> and if if that bum is jingling around some change and you kick him and you take that change, uh, put it in your, your account, and you could go to ifanboy.com slash donations uh, and give us stolen hobo money.
0: So you're saying we're not above stolen hobo money?
1: I will. I will you know what? Anyone weaker than me, I'm a fascist <laughs> uh, at heart, I think. I mean I cry about father things,
2: but you know, the weak deserve to be under the heel of my boot. <laughs> Right. So we as long found, found okay that we found that Josh cries about father issues and cares about continuity. This week, it's been a good. It's been oh, a good, wow. It's been an eye opener. It's, it's, it's been. It's been a. You know, we're really. It's like a lifetime movie almost.
0: <laughs> it just doesn't sit well with me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you like continuity. <laughs> no. We have no, to go no, back no. and record that video show again now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So until next week, I'm Ron.
1: I'm Connor. And I don't love continuity. <laughs> yes, you do. I don't. I guess I just didn't like the book. Like maybe that was it. I'm trying to figure out why. <laughs>
2: Can you guys hold on a second? I need to pause. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'll be right back. He has to poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I have to poop. <laughs>